A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great story of revenge involving a nightmare rental property. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, steal my phone? You're in for a world of hurt. I'm going to be short on the details and socially because the popo were involved, and also I don't want to give too much inspiration for other people, just tell my story. A thief stole my few weeks old, practically brand new thousand dollar phone, police wouldn't help finding the phone. I managed to trace the phone despite it being turned off, network engineer. Turned out it was already in a phone shop. Given the new information, police agreed to try and help. After giving a warrant to search the shop, they found my phone and 10 more stolen phones. But they forced me to sign a waiver that I cannot sue the shop if I don't want my phone to be confiscated as evidence. Well, screw that. So the first step was to mess up the thief itself. I used questionable methods to get as much footage of him from the moment he lifted the phone and managed to trace him all the way to his car, which easily gave me his identity. He's locked behind bars now. Mind you, the police said there's nothing to be done. I had to do all the dirty work. Step two, punish the shop owner. I built a little device that's seemingly harmless but can do all sorts of tricks. All I needed is access to their network, which I got by going to the shop pretending to be a customer who wants to replace a battery in the same phone they stole. I thought it was poetic. And while distracting them, I planted said device in their shop. Waited a few days to check the damage. I burned, sparks and all, at least one PC completely. Probably their register too, and if they're dumb enough, maybe their lab PC. I can't confirm lab PC because it's not visible to the public. Motherboard, CPU and RAM, 100% deep fried. Isn't it sad that OP has to masquerade as some kind of like security or police to get this security cam footage to get the thief because the police won't do anything? Also, this post made me realize something. Phones are so expensive nowadays, at least flagships are, that stealing one is almost grand theft, if not is grand theft, it's right on the blurry border. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, middle school is fun. When I was in middle school, I had a very nice pre-algebra teacher. She was an amazing person, but whenever you forgot to add a label on a problem, For example, Johnny had three slices of pie and gave one away. How many slices does he have left? And I would write two. She would take away half a point. This always annoyed me. So in one day, on one of the test review sheets she was handing out, I noticed one of the problems had a typo. The problem said, Victoria ran one and a half every day. If she ran 20 miles, how many days in a row did she run or something like that? The first bit is really all that's important, so being the petty little 11 year old I was, I took a screenshot of that typo into Procreate, a drawing program, and in purple pink colored pens circled the typo and wrote minus 0.5 label and sent it to her. And because she was an awesome teacher, I included, this is a joke, please do not get offended. She said, and I quote, I did not make the questions, child. Take it up with the powers that be. Like whoever made the review packet. Honestly, if I was OP's teacher, I would be particularly proud of them doing something like this because this means that they instilled reading carefully in their students. 
Our next story is Makeup Marker. Back in kindergarten, I only had one friend. He was the biggest troublemaker in the class, and I remember that they didn't let him rehearse for graduation. I would brush off most of his mischievous behavior until one fateful day. Our class made some fish art and put googly eyes on them. They were hung up on the wall, and apparently the boy was picking the eyes off of them, including mine. Some kids rushed up to me to tell me that he ruined my masterpiece, and so I hatched a plan. The next time we worked on arts and crafts, I held a red marker in front of him and said, Hmm, this looks like lipstick. I set it down and went to the bathroom, knowing what would commence next. After a few minutes of waiting, I left the bathroom and saw the kid with a red marker covering his mouth. Needless to say, he got in trouble. You gotta love knowing somebody that no matter what they do, they cannot beat the intrusive thoughts. I hope they enjoyed their makeover. This next story is the time I got my hostile, smoking hot former boss fired. Truthfully, at first I felt accomplished and at peace. I had received a promotion to a different location at my old job. She found out and was pissed, like really pissed and jealous. This was after I had stated my case that I was burnt out from a lack of career progression and that I refused to remain stagnant doing her job without being appropriately compensated for my efforts. She made it clear that there were no openings for the job I was already doing at the current store. She preferred to keep the lazy, incompetent, toxic, but not hostile manager who wasn't a threat to her. I went over her head despite repeated attempts of ridiculing by her and took the initiative of applying for a middle management position at a different store, despite being an internal candidate. She couldn't bear the thought of losing me. I was a young, naive professional who was manipulated severely by her. I was making $15 an hour and doing her job which paid $70,000 at the time. It became personal when one day she was giving me a ride home late at night. She asked if she could come inside for a beer, aka she wanted to sleep with me. I'm a gay man, lol what? By curious, eh, honestly I would have, but I was scared then. I said no and I wanted to keep things professional. I was also only 19. She had a fiancé, so what did she do? She called the manager at the store I was about to promote to after passing my training and she smear campaigned me. Manager recorded it all. They rescinded their job offer, so she successfully sabotaged my promotion. It took about a week of reaching out to the store manager from the other store who choked back tears as he told me the truth. I didn't believe his initial lie that they didn't have the room. I quit without notice when I was demoted shortly after and whistleblowed the company and my ex-boss. My boss had screwed an employee in logistics. She's an idiot and bragged about it to me weeks prior. There was a bathroom back there. Corporate reviewed security tape and watched them enter and leave together from the single stall restroom. She got fired two weeks after I quit. The employee kept his job and bragging rights about banging a hot boss. Her fiancé left her. Her best friend who hired her through nepotism got pushed out from her job and ended their friendship. Hostile boss became homeless and moved back in with her parents according to social media. She was also out of a job for eight months. Her first job ever straight out of a prestigious university. All over some young you know what. I got my promotion three months later as I got rehired at the other location and placed on a probationary period which I ultimately blew out of the park. Lasted another 18 months until I got my current dream job. In the end, I feel guilt. It's weird. 
Our next story is, tell the HOA my kid's too loud? Okay, deal with him some more. So I went to visit my mom yesterday, and she told me this story. My brother, a nine-year-old male, likes to play with other boys on the block. They usually play soccer or bike races outside, and Fortnite or FIFA 22 online. All this during the afternoon and evenings after they're done with homework. They can be pretty loud, but their age is 8 to 12. The neighborhood my mom lives in has something similar to an HOA. They have a representative and they have to pay fees, mostly for security and surveillance, even though it's very safe. And the rep is friends with my grandma, who also lives there. So on a Thursday, the rep calls my mom to tell her that someone complained that the kids were being too loud and it was too late for them to be alone outside. Mind you, it was like 7.30pm, they don't have school the next day, the street is pretty illuminated and has cameras basically on every light post, also the neighborhood is pretty much gated all around. My mom calmly told Rep to ask the person complaining to call her directly because she was actually all outside speaking with the other kids' parents as they were watching them, and this is a family-friendly neighborhood. Rep started getting defensive and said that she didn't want to cause conflicts and make up excuses, and that was that. Later on, Rep was chit-chatting with my grandma and said her nephew, who lives a few houses from my mom's, was having trouble with work because there's too much noise outside. So mom knew that he was the one complaining. Thing is, he's basically fresh out of college, which means that he hosts parties from Thursday to Saturday, or just blasts his stereo while drinking alone until 4 or 5 in the morning, when he passes out drunk. Kinda hypocritical if you ask me. Cue my mom asking the boys to play right in front of his house and yell as loud as they can. My brother's curfew is 8pm so he can get a good night's sleep, but my mom and the other parents extended it to 10pm because they didn't have school the next day anyway. The dude never complained again, but my mom did report him every time his speaker was on after midnight. He eventually stopped, except for a party here and there, and all was well. The end. Just another HOA story that just makes me feel reaffirmed in the decision that I would try to avoid an HOA, if at all possible. I mean, good ones, honestly, I imagine the peace of mind living in one is nice, but I hate the thought of being open to being bossed around or some places you can get forced out. This next story is, took my chocolate? Now you'll see. This isn't actually my story. The protagonist is my three-year-old at the time nephew, my uncle's grandson. Let's call him Leo. So, my dad was at his brother's house. They were chatting while Leo was enjoying a chocolate a few steps away from them. Without even asking, my uncle steals a piece of chocolate from his grandson, eats it, and continues talking with my father carelessly. But my nephew had no plans of letting it go. My father sees he grabs a piece of chocolate without emitting a sound and starts rubbing it between his hands. Accomplice of Leo's mischief, my dad, who thought my uncle did wrong, remained silent and watched his vengeance take place. Leo walked slowly to my uncle, who was wearing very nice, very white pants. When he was close enough, without saying a word, he put both his hands in my uncle's white pants, leaving two perfect chocolate hands. Just like some ancient rock art but with chocolate. He then ran away before my uncle understood what was going on. My dad noticed my uncle was befuddled, so he said, well, you ate his chocolate without asking him. You deserved it. This next story is, I got revenge and a song. She got puke on her chest. 
A few years ago, when I was a very active musician in bands largely inspired by a certain girl power band that announced a tour after over 20 years, I had to go. I had never seen them and they'd influenced my life so much, so I dropped around 3000 on a credit card, took time off work, and traveled half across the country to see them without blinking an eye. I was so excited and my boyfriend was so excited for me. We got to the venue super early and stood out in front so we could be near the stage and we were. What I didn't expect was that quite a few people there were really against a straight couple being there. Their own inaccurate assumptions, even though it shouldn't be an issue either way. It was even funnier that they were wrong. I was the main target. Apparently I'd betrayed my gender by being straight, huh? and bringing my sins to this show, and they were not shy about letting me know. I was trying to have a good time, but a few of these people were really making it hard. The show was getting pretty rowdy and being so close to the front, I could see security pulling people out of the crowd and through a side door toward flashing blue lights, and I wanted no part of that. So I ignored a lot of insults, people saying I don't know crap about this band, hair pulls, name calling, kicks, etc. But this one girl, I guess she figured she was a powerful witch and could get away with anything she wanted. She started pulling my hair and hanging onto my head like I was Rapunzel and trying to choke me. She was trying to leg sweep me and pull me to the ground. She was saying things like, I'm not of this world and I will end you. It was relentless. I'm really strong so I was able to hold my own without throwing a punch and getting arrested. But finally, I just didn't want to be there anymore. The show was still about 30 minutes from over and I wanted to leave, but I didn't want to leave defeated. So when she grabbed my hair again, maybe the 20th time, instead of pulling away, I twisted into her. My face was right near her chest and she was wearing a very low tank top. I grabbed her around the arms and waist with one arm while I stuck the fingers of my other hand down my throat to make myself vomit right down the front of her shirt while I looked into her eyes. I was pretty dehydrated from being there for so long, so there was quite a bit of dry heaving before I was able to produce. The look of horror in her eyes told me I won this fight. She was too shocked and disgusted to react instantly, so I stood, straight up smiled, and shoved her toward the front, propelling myself away from the stage to make my exit. I wrote a cool song about it later that I had fun playing at a lot of shows, so even though the show was really disappointing in a lot of ways, at least I got a hilarious memory and a cool song. So it wasn't a waste of money or time. A weird win, but a win. Now that is a technique I've not heard too many people use as far as getting some free space, or really just sticking it to somebody. This next story is, I threw a dirty plunger on my roommate's bed. This happened a while ago, but I, 22-year-old female, recently told a friend about it and they thought I was crazy for it, so I wanted to share it here. I had a roommate named Brian, 24-year-old male. Brian was a decent roommate up until his girlfriend broke up with him. At that point, he got fired from his job and he began slacking on bills and rent. Every time a bill or the beginning of the month turned up, I'd have to cover it and he would always claim to get me back later. He would even try to steal my food. He never asked permission to eat something of mine, he never did chores, and he blasted music. I tried to empathize and reason with him, but nothing ever changed. Well, one day I learned he'd been texting underage girls. I lost it, 
I demanded he move out, but he refused. I tried talking to my landlord, but he said he couldn't kick him out unless he agreed to sign off the lease. So from that point on, I started removing things from the house that he didn't pay for like food, laundry detergent, towels, and toilet paper. I tried everything possible to make him want to leave. I even disconnected the Wi-Fi. One day, he went to the bathroom while I was at work. Number two to be... Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Be specific, he didn't have toilet paper. He went and used paper towels, which caused him to clog the toilet, and left it for me to discover later when I needed to go number two. I had to go. I went ahead and unclogged the toilet, did my business, then took the plunger and covered it with my poo. I went to his room and threw the plunger onto his bed. I may have rolled it around a little bit too. Funny thing is, he put the plunger on my door, but he never cleaned his sheets. He probably thought it was his own. I just got fed up with him persisting to stay and having to live in misery. The kind of misery where I had to plunge the poop of a person like him. Did OP just say they did not change their sheets? Whether or not they did think it was theirs, they didn't change their sheets? Our next story is Stealing Back PTO? Worked at a big cellular company a few years back as a software engineer, let's call them Horizon. I came through a contract, let's call my direct employer Big A. Big A observed more holidays than Horizon, so per our contract we had to work those days for Horizon and then could use them towards PTO later. At the end of the year, I had a 12-day trip planned that was a pretty big deal. I was ready to quit if my Horizon boss didn't approve, but he had no issues. I used up all my saved up PTO followed the instructions from Big A's HR to get the codes for using those holiday days towards PTO so I don't have to take as many unpaid days. Horizon Boss sends the confirmation that I did work those days. I forward to my Big A manager for his confirmation as well so I can forward to HR. Big A manager says, assume you didn't work those days and we're good here. I was 22, it was my first big job and people were easily replaceable. I was super pissed, but too scared to tell HR. Fast forward to the next calendar year, was taking a weekend trip for a family wedding and needed the Friday off. The procedure was to email the request to my Horizon boss and CC Big A manager, then put the hours in the Big A timesheet portal accordingly. I forgot to CC Big A manager and figured if Horizon boss cared enough, he'd CC him in his own response. He didn't notice and gave me the approval, so off I went on my trip without Big A knowing I'd taken the day off, clocked the hours and let Big A assume I worked those days, and did so for every other day I took off for the next year until I left Horizon. Got paid prorated for my saved up PTO by Big A. Betty maybe isn't the word for the revenge, but revenge nonetheless. 
This next story is the rental property from heck. After posting my HOA board gutting story, I figured it was time to share another story that happened only a few months ago and show that some good can come from HOAs that don't have power drunk buffoons running them. During my tenure, I'd seen all sorts of weird appeals and issues that we had to resolve, from pawn management problems to neighborly disputes. The issue in this story, however, centers around a specific renter in our neighborhood, along with their terrible management company. Main story, at the end of every quarterly meeting that we have for the community, members have a chance to stay back and review issues with the board case by case. Typically, this consists of community members who have fines that want to appeal or settle. This time, however, a regular attendee came in, which surprised all of us. She had never once had a fine, helped with some committees, and had two amazing kids, one of which was special needs, important later. She sat down and calmly set down a folder in front of us, and that's when I knew she was serious. Then she began to explain how she needed help from the board with an issue with her neighbor. She described in painful detail about how her neighbor had been digging up and taking her flowers, and had kept flipping around the basketball hoop that her special needs son used regularly. She had even installed a camera and had video evidence proof, which she showed to us. Immediately, I became concerned and told her to call the police immediately. She looked down and informed us that she had, and the police told her to go through the HOA first. While that still made no sense to me, I said that we could look into how we could help. She thanked us with teary eyes and left after that. I walk out of the meeting scratching my head on how I could help without even really knowing what I could do. When I got home, I looked up the address of the neighbor that was bothering her to discover that the house belonged to a renter and property owner that had a long history of issues with the HOA. While I'm not really allowed to discuss specifics here, let's just say that the property has had 10 tenants in 7 years and still has some serious outstanding issues with the board. I looked up the property company and discovered that they owned over 50 houses across multiple towns in my area and had a D- rating with the Better Business Bureau. I contacted my other board members and asked their opinion on the situation while providing them with the findings of my research. One of them reminded me that the management company had sent a representative to the meeting prior and tried to appeal a whole host of fines with the excuse that they simply did not want to pay them. I had honestly forgotten that that was the same house. Not to mention, they also tried to claim that since their tenants did not want to pay, neither should the property company. We denied all of their requests since they were years behind in many fees and dues. I drove by the property and realized how bad it looked. The grass was over a foot high, there were dog chains in the front, and their flowers were of course immaculate, and the neighbors' houses were missing. I saw the basketball hoop flipped around for myself and could not help but let my jaw drop. I could not imagine how that lady felt for the atrocities that she had to deal with having neighbors like that. I took some pictures and drove back. Revenge? I contacted the board's legal consult and asked if there was anything we could do to help. Since the property ownership company had refused to pay dues and fines for over 8 years since buying the house. We did have the authority to foreclose and then put the house up for sale through the bank that had the loan, which I thought was a little strange that corporate housing companies would mortgage it given the amount of houses that they owned, but oh well. I didn't like the idea of foreclosing just yet. 
so I set up a meeting request with the tenant. I sent a request for him to talk to the landowner since we were not allowed to interact with the renters and made my list of items. When the next meeting rolled around, the same representative from the company that showed up a few meetings ago was there. He stayed around and when it was time for his individual time slot, he sat down and calmly asked what was wrong. My VP started with the list of fines and past due payments and asked if and when they planned to pay it. He replied calmly that they had no intention of paying them. I then asked him if he knew that that means the company could lose the house to foreclosure. He looked sheepish for a second and then replied that they had great lawyers since they dealt with this through other neighborhoods. We tried to reason with him a bit more, but it was clear that they thought they were above the community standards and owed us nothing. I personally like to wait 10 years before finally deciding to foreclose on a delinquent house, since no account has ever had that long of a history with the HOA, as we were usually able to resolve the issue. HOAs need to use that authority extremely carefully. Since this was clearly never going to be resolved, the board voted to start the proceedings to foreclose on the property. I reached out to the other HOAs where the company held property and found out two of them were doing the same thing. While it's currently an ongoing case, there is a chance that we can also file a class action lawsuit against the company for property negligence. We'll see what happens, but I would love to run them out of business since all they do is get bad renters, ruin houses, and ignore HOA rules. I also got into contact with our community's police contact and informed him of the flower stealing and trespassing. He was stunned to hear that the department had turned this lady away and offered to help. She's reached out to me a few days ago to let me know that there's now an investigation into the matter and that she's trying to sue him for stealing property. I offered to testify if it ever came to that and I'm sure that she'll win. Moral of the story, be nice to your neighbors, and property ownership companies are terrible for communities. I definitely think there needs to be a legal precedent set here. Otherwise, I think this company would continue trying to push boundaries and disregard any rules. That would be their go-to foothold as they get you in these nice HOA communities and you're above the law while living there through them. This next story is, don't mess with my students. If the majority of society doesn't want to fund education with raised taxes, they expect teachers to teach a packed list of academic content while also teaching them all the social and emotional skills that used to be taught at home. Then when COVID hit, they expected us all to be nurses and custodians. They asked us to sacrifice our own health and go back in person because huge swaths of parents couldn't handle their own children. We asked teachers to be martyrs for crap pay and justify it by saying they knew what they were signing up for. Guess what wasn't in my college courses? Any of this. We were told we would have supplied curriculum and the pay was low because of our breaks. Well, my students and I did the math one year. Most teachers make minimum wage or close to it when you factor in all of the work they do outside of school time. That bell rings, but we don't go home. I've stayed until 2 a.m. with other teachers filling out grants to fund our school musical. Did I get any appreciation or extra pay for that? No. We were told an hour was being added to our day to provide free tutoring. We were not paid. Don't lecture me about abandoning my students. Do you really think my fifth graders cared? I went on maternity leave at the end of August and stayed out till December. I quit in January. That group of kids barely knew me. The one special needs student I bonded with, I kept in touch with through his mothers. We're facing a massive teacher shortage. 
This do-it-for-the-kids attitude isn't helping. You wouldn't stay at a job that treated you like this for the sake of your co-workers. You would take your health and family in mind. Take your self-righteous attitude someplace else. End rant. I was a teacher up until last year. I was one of only five teachers on campus with any experience. Because our admin is insane. Her first year as the principal, the parents protested and blocked the buses from delivering kids in the front of the school. At the end of that year, 90% of the staff quit or transferred to another school. I came in on her second year. I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt because often in our district, teachers will have a hard time adjusting to a new principal, especially when the old one had been there 30 plus years and retired from the school. I shouldn't have. My first day we were asked to take a schedule she had made and put it into our back to school slides. She rejected everyone's slides multiple times. I finally called her and told her our two first year teachers in my grade level were about to quit if she didn't stop bouncing our schedule back. What should have taken 5 minutes took 5 days to get approved. After 64 edits to a schedule she made. It didn't get better, but that year was virtual learning so I didn't have to deal with her face to face. At the end of that year, 85% of the staff left. My entire grade level was wiped, and word had spread through the district so we couldn't fill all of our positions. It didn't help that we were only paying $40,000 a year no matter how much education or experience you had. We all went back in person, and by this point I was pregnant. At 7 months into my high risk pregnancy, they stuck a group of 15 kids in my room to cover another teacher's lunch. We were incredibly understaffed throughout the entire district. All the subs had given long term assignments, so finding a sub for doctor appointments was insanely difficult. They failed to warn me that one student was extremely violent. He started hitting kids and I did what I'd been trained to do put myself between them but not touch any of the kids. This student responded by headbutting me in the stomach repeatedly. I pressed the call button on the wall. No answer. I used my class phone to call admin's office. No answer. Counselor? Nope. Finally, I called my admin's direct cell from my own phone. Still no answer and this kid is following me to hit me in the stomach. After 15 minutes of trying to call various numbers, the office answered. It was another 10 before admin showed up. I told them what happened. They took almost 20 minutes to get the kid out of my room and didn't ask how I was. At all. Ever. At the end of the day, I was having bad cramping and went to the office to get work med information. I went to the urgent care. They said everything looked okay. I took a few days off. A month later, I go into early labor the day before my scheduled observation. My first day back from maternity leave, my admin tells me their boss needs to see her observe a teacher, so she's going to evaluate me alongside her boss. Now when I returned, I found out that my admin had bullied the two first year teachers I'd helped hire so intensely that one of them left for lunch and never came back. We had no subs. My maternity leave in that other teacher's class ended up being covered by our coaches, who were pretty verbal about hating that, and random teachers selling their preps an hour at a time. My class was months behind because the learning coaches had thrown out my sub plans. I spent months making and instead did whatever craft they felt like, but this isn't what caused me to snap. One day, one of my sweet girls came to school with blue hair. Her mom had dyed it, and you couldn't really tell her hair was down because only the underside of her black hair had been tinted blue. 
Right before lunch, she came and told me how she was worried our admin would get her in trouble over her hair. I know our district policy and happened to know we stopped adding hair color to the dress code because we got sued. I told her not to worry. She came back from lunch in tears because my principal had yelled at her in front of the entire fifth grade. This was Wednesday. Her boss was coming Friday. My significant other and I stayed up late bleaching my hair and dyeing it pink. Hot pink. Then he helped me make sure everything personal was out of my classroom. I spent that entire day playing games with my kids. Then I went onto the district's HR portal and resigned without warning my admin. Now, I don't know where this takes place in the world. I don't know if it's a specific kind of state, if it's just a bad region of a state somewhere. But you all too often hear these awful stories of teachers who have no support and almost kind of lose money to do their jobs and are expected to do so just for the love of trying to foster kids' knowledge. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.